podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Pod Jockeys, Cinema Geekly's music video podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight. We're back to talk three more music videos. Ben, before we hop into the videos this week, Let's recap what we talked about last week. Uh, breakup songs, right? It's me. Yeah. It's not me. Is you? Uh, I believe was uh, the topic, and you know what? Even to just recap, talking about breakup videos, I think yeah, got to open the drink right now just to talk about just to talk about recap. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were hard times, um, but they're being cured by your favorite beverage, who really ought to be a sponsor for the show, I think, by now. Yeah, Seagram's really should sponsor oh. me. I'm drinking enough of their shit uh, that they really should just start sending me cases. I mean, I, say, I, I, yeah, have sorry, cases, uh, I have cases that just mysteriously appear in my fridge all the time That's anyway. Cool. So <laughs> I'm currently overstocked with them, actually. <laughs> so uh, if they want to just send money in lieu of more drinks... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain. Won't be mad about and then it. We won't, then we won't have to talk about blue pills or Audible or you know <laughs> any of these things. It'll be yeah. Good. Like, Are you sure uh, you don't just, want that blue chew sponsorship, Ben? Because I don't know. Well, do you know it's not available in the UK, and therefore <sighs> you know, fuck you with your blue chews. What's the, the point? Um, yeah. All right. So last week, uh, last week we talked about uh, uh, what was it? Uh, I write sins, on. not tragedies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right by uh, Panic at the Disco, I hate everything about you by Three Days Grace, and you ought to know by Alanis mm-hmm. Morissette. A good trio of tunes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week we are doing uh, your own personal Halloween party. Although yeah. uh, Ben, it was pointed out to me. I don't know when Dinglelofty is uh, is practiced in the United Kingdom, but in the United States here, it's going to be practiced on a Saturday, the thirty first. Yeah, I got I got my dates wrong, didn't I? Yeah, and we normally record on Sundays, which at that point it will be the first of November. Yeah, uh, and by the time the podcast is released, it'll be uh, the second of November. <laughs> so, and you'll have two days to listen to it before the world explodes. <laughs> that is true. Uh, that is true. Uh, we're extending officially. We're going to extend Halloween. I think we have the power to do that, right? I think it's going to be a pretty horror show week, so it seems, <laughs> seems appropriate. Yeah, I think we're just going to extend uh, the horror of Halloween. Let's just say... And you're going to podcast from your like panic room, presumably. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to do it from my basement. Uh, there's a closet in my basement, so I think I may do it from there. Yeah, the podcast um, purge. Lovely. Don't, don't tempt me. I may literally do it just for fun. Uh, <laughs> I think there is a light in there, so... Perhaps it could be done. Um, I want it to be a single bulb swinging on <laughs> yeah, a the whole a time. Table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so. Yeah, I think using the powers vested in us by the music gods, Ben, uh, mm-hmm. that we will extend the horror that is Halloween all the way through. Let's just say November seventh, uh, just to be safe. Yeah. So there, uh, there's no continuity issues. We've we've solved it. Uh, <laughs> this week, uh, there is no theme, uh, just freestyle pick and choose music videos. I have the first pick this week, and we're going to talk about it right after this. Larry, it's been no place you've ever been in your whole life. The first time I 
first thing you gotta remember about Disney World is to pace yourself. Now this is a mistake that a lot of first timers make. They've got all these unbelievable rides and cool stuff to do. If you try to do it all at once, you'll be sleeping like a baby by lunchtime. Number two, don't eat right before you go on Mr. Toll's wild ride. Number three, Goofy is huge. I know he's only this big on TV, but in real life, Goofy could beat up Dad. Well, I guess that's really important stuff. You're gonna love this place, Larry. It really brings out the kid in you. There's never been a better time to make the dream come true. We'll be leaving in about three weeks. Now, when you buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1, you'll get Sonic 2 absolutely free. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains, embarrassing bald spots, no problem. It even slices and dices, makes thousands of julienne fries. But wait, you can play it too. This free Sonic 2 is a $54.99 value. You get two Sonics for the price of one. Sonic 2 fits easily into any tackle box. Made from a space-age polymer plastic for years of family fun. And pets love it too. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. Wiener Dog Sweater sold separately. video this week comes from myself. I have picked Rockstar by the British group Yonaka, which I've ne I'd never heard of this group before. Uh, I kind of came across them on a random Spotify playlist. Not this song. Oh. Um, not this song. Uh, another song of theirs called Guilty, which I uh, thoroughly enjoyed. There's like a, a studio version and then a stripped back version, and I enjoy both of them. But I went looking for more of their music and came across this one. This video is very recent as well. I think it's from 2019. Yeah, 25th of July it was released last year. Yeah. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. Not a lot about this band. They're kind of fresh still. Uh, they recently signed with the Fueled by Ramen label, which I think is the... Isn't that like Brandon Urie's label? I want to say uh, my daughter's it, probably cringing right now because I think she told me once. Um, it's um, John Janik. Isn't John it? Janik is the founder. I'm wondering if Panic at the Disco is on it. Uh, Fallout Boy are on it. So are they? Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe actually. Yeah, I'm just having a quick look. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 they are. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, well, we're good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm quasi good. I'm quasi good at it. Uh, there, there isn't really a ton. This isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, here's like 15 articles about this music video. But uh, look, here's the thing. I, and I may be stealing your line already, Ben. I don't know, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But the the song uh, and the video are, as you would say often, kind of route one, right? It's not, mm -hmm. uh, this is not uncharted territory when it comes to, to music singing about being a rock star uh and the music video is really and it's the music video i think is super relatable um of the singer just wanting to be i mean she's obviously the rock star but in this music video she's playing the role of the person who wants to be is imagining herself like her living room is the stage her you know her balcony mm -hmm. is uh you know part of it like that sort of thing moving about the house uh, literally rocking out like nobody is watching and the way I, I really enjoy it, the way that it is uh, all of the movements in her house and on the stage are all matched together. So the cuts yeah. are usually pretty seamless 
And I think it's really good. And one of the things, even though the song itself is not really uh, like, uh, you know, cutting a new path or anything like that, I really like it. Like, I've been listening to it a lot. I think it's just something about uh, something about her voice. I don't know. It's the I really like the sound of the band. Uh, and I've really been digging it. Although there's really not a lot to, to talk to I or to talk about when it comes to this, unless you've done more digging than I have. Uh, no, not, not particularly. I mean, I, I, when I first watched it, I, I wasn't really listening to the lyrics particularly. Mm-hmm. And what annoyed me slightly was that uh, Teresa Jarvis, who is the singer of Yanaka, mm-hmm. is... Uh, first of all, Okay, so she's from Brighton. I think the whole band are from Brighton. Yep. Which regular listeners to this show will know that Ben is a huge fan of Brighton, of course. Brighton, yeah, and <laughs> the thing about Brighton is it's like um, it's a little seaside town that went through a little phase of being a little bit cool, I guess, and it's very much populated by kind of boho. Um, well, there's a very fine line between the sort of two parts of its population. You've got one part of the population who are very middle class, um, you know, sort of yogurt weaving bohemians. And then <laughs> the other part of the population who are, it's got a lot of poverty in that area. And um, a lot of people who are, there's a lot of homeless people, there's a yep. lot of people who are very, very high on drugs a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. it's it's got a kind of underbelly as, as, as a town. Yeah. Um, now, the thing about that is, is it produces this sort of large number of um, kind of it's almost like stage school brats in the US. It's this sort of uh, sort of swathes of affectation. Yeah. And Teresa Jarvis, um, who I found one interview with, because I went I went to look it up to see whether the slightly weird accent that she sings with, which is definitely not a Brighton accent, no, um, is you know it, it comes from somewhere else, and it doesn't. She speaks like she's from Brighton, mm-hmm. so the affectation is not just for this video um if she was solely playing this role uh which she is obviously through you know that's the narrative of the video yeah um and maybe that was sort of part of of that i think i would have been less annoyed but the fact that i then looked her up and discovered that no a lot of this is is you know weekend rock star it's it's playing it's playing according to the handbook Mm -hmm. um and that slightly bugged me however George Edwards, Alex Crosby, and Robert Mason, the the, the rest of the band, yeah, um, kind of saved the day. Um, there, I really like what they've done musically in this. It it feels a little bit overproduced, which is a bit odd for um, a band of of their relatively young years. They only um, started producing anything other than the odd little demo in I think twenty fourteen. So they're only six yeah. years going. Um, and I suppose part of that might be because the BBC since. Uh, 2016 have been really trying to pluck Yanaka out of um, sort of Brighton and Hove obscurity uh, and and make them a bigger deal. Um, and yeah, so they tried in they tried in 2016. They they um, were on the BBC introducing stage at Radio One's big weekend. They um, kind of left them alone for a couple of years to mature, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, then they appeared again in. Um, uh, one of the uh, I can't remember whose show it was on now, but it was one of the Made of Ale um, sessions at the BBC. That those who like their music geekery will know that Made of Ale is where um, so, you know so there's some legendary performances. I guess the band we talk about most often who have legendary stuff from there is Nirvana, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, half of Incesticide was uh, was from a Made of Ale um, session mm. for the BBC. So, you know, they've, they've put some effort in and they're beginning to get a bit of traction. Um, in 2019, uh, Kerrang! gave them Best British Newcomer, yeah. which, again, to me, felt a little premature, I think. But um, They're very new. I mean... They are. I, I, that said, you know, I went through... I did the same thing as you, actually. I'd, I'd never really heard of them. I think I'd seen their name maybe somewhere once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd never listened to them. And... Putting aside my irritation with the affectation of um, Teresa Jarvis, as a as a band, first of all, their their shows look super fun. Yeah, um, looking at the video footage from that, um, they uh, I, I like the the music they do lyrically. It it's not quite on, on paper when you see it written down. It's not actually quite as bad as, as somehow the impression of the song creates. It sounds mm. like super on the nose. Um, 
when you listen to it but if you go yes. back and read it it's a little bit less so mm-hmm. um and yeah it did um sort of I, I listened to a few tracks of theirs i listened to bubblegum which is one of their earlier tracks mm-hmm. uh own worst enemy which i quite liked uh what was the other one from this album um bad company i think it was called um I think, so, yeah that's one of the is that one of? The, do they have a video for that one as well? I think they may have. No, they, they've only got five videos. Uh, they've got. Oh, one, that's one of them, right. Yeah, Bubblegum, lose our heads, don't wait till tomorrow, and this one, Rockstar. This is yes. the last video they've they've made, in fact. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I as I say, I'm struggling a little bit past the affectation, and I think it is partly born out of um, my inherent dislike of things brighten. <laughs> so, so sorry, but it's true. Um, oh, the place gives me cold sweats. It really does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was re- what I was Poor fascinated Brian. by was was how you discovered them because yep. when you put this in in our, our um, office chat mm-hmm. and said, right, this is this is my pick. I, I sort of did a double take initially. I thought, oh, okay, like that name. I thought, are we doing like Japanese pop rock again or something? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then I realized somewhere in the back of my brain, I thought, actually, no, I. I've, I've heard of these guys once before and it, it wasn't until I went to, to look at it that I realized who they were. Um, I, yeah, on balance, I liked it. The video, the only thing I can say that's positive about the video really is, as you say, the editing that places the, the stage moves in perfect synchronicity with the, um, the sort of bedroom rock star. Yeah. I love that. Which is, there's some superb video editing in there. I mean, it's, yeah. some of it is absolutely excellent. I thought that's what um, made it for me. In fact. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I, I somewhat against my um, wishes actually really enjoyed this and I probably will keep an eye on them going forward. I think. Ah, well, you know what, Ben, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't try to shoot me down because if you did, yeah. <laughs> I don't intend to stick around. <clears throat> that is a uh, that is a reference to a Bachman Turner Overdrive song called Down the Road. There we go. Uh, I was informed that we should try to do references other than <laughs> the one BTO song. So I'm like, I'm going to find just a BTO song I've never heard before. And then I'm going to find that. some way to shoehorn it in. That's fair. We're going to end up, uh, end up uh, running out of BTO material real soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rift. God. Yes, we are. Um, I'm going to have to spend all of my time looking through. Apparently, they released something in 2010. <laughs> I need to go hear this. Was it, was it a remix of Answer Nothing Yet? I don't think it is. I think it I think was a whole album. Like, I think it's going to be their, like, their version of Sister Sledge, We Are Family. My favorite thing ever is one of Sister Sledge saying in some interview, you know, it's just this great song. It comes round and round again. Yes, because you keep fucking re-releasing it, love. <laughs> yes. Just stop it. Then it won't. Yes, it keeps, tur- it keeps turning up. That's the problem. Um, it does. <laughs> it's like uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Every five years. <laughs> some, some re-release of it. Yes. Um, well, if you guys like that first video, you ain't seen nothing yet there. I mean, I did, we did both, uh, just in case you're like that, that weird reference wasn't good enough. We need the old and familiar. Now you've got them both. And, uh, we're going to talk about our next music video. It's coming up right after this. There's a new pet. Chia. Chia pet. The pottery that grows. It's fun and easy. Soak your chia, spread the seeds. Keep it watered and watch it grow. And now grow a whole collection of fun with Chia teddy bears. Puppies, kittens, rams, bulls. There's even a Chia tree to keep your pets company. Chia Pets and Trees, the pottery that grows. The Chia Pet and Chia Tree are available at Kmart, Rite Aid, Ames, and Woolworth. Makes a great gift. Punch Gushers with a taste that's gonna drive you fruity. It's very, very different and totally appealing. It's new Fruitomic Punch Gushers, the fruit snack bursting with juicy fruit punch in the middle. So fruity, they'll really turn your head. Whoa, I'll say. New Fruitomic Punch Gushers, the blast of fruit punch is gonna drive you totally fruity. Man, I gotta split.
Our next video is Ben. I told you uh, before, I think in the office chat, as we were discussing uh, previously in the last video, uh, I said that I think this is somebody I went to high school with. If it was who I was thinking of, uh, mm -hmm. I contacted them and they informed me that no, as far as they, as far as he knows, he has never met me. Uh, but it's something about the way that he sent this suggestion in via email, uh, where his name was listed as Davy David from Davison and Davison is a city in Michigan, <laughs> but, um, and I do know somebody I went to high school with whose name was David, who does live there. So spooky, isn't it? I just it's thought like, that's, that would make sense. So yeah, I was just like, Hey, random. I know, but like, are you this guy? Did we go to high school together? And Bay City, or well, Auburn, where I went to high school. But uh, he's like, no, we have never met before, but I like the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Hey, well, hey, good. It's a win. Welcome. Yeah. Indeed. He suggested. Also, I got to put out, he blatantly chose this song um, several weeks ago for one of the themed episodes, but that's, we'll come back to it. <laughs> uh, so this song is midnight city by m83 uh and i really like m83 uh well you know what? i should specifically note that i really like um hurry up we're dreaming which is the album that this comes off of uh i don't i don't actually listen to a lot of other m83 but this album i really enjoy and not not specifically this song. I think this song is like the big song of theirs that came off of it. If you've ever played uh, Grand Theft Auto V, it's on the radio uh, mm -hmm. uh, in that game a lot. But yeah, um, M83 is kind of like synth pop or like a new wavy type thing. They are French, I want to mm -hmm. say. Yep. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, and a lot of their music is not... Uh, doesn't feature a lot of lyrics. Some of them do, but if they do, they're often heavily distorted. Mm. Uh, so there, there are some of the lyrics in this song, though. I think maybe this is a, one of their more uh, accessible, perhaps one of their more accessible songs, because there are some distorted lyrics in this, but there's also a lot of very clear lyrical singing in this song, uh, too, which uh, I guess the song was... Uh, semi-inspired by Los Angeles, which is a, a theme we've seen when uh, we talked about the Tiny Dancer song uh, mm -hmm. and music video. Uh, but yeah, uh, the music video itself is just some, to me, some creepy shit. We've got a bunch of little kids. <laughs> we've got a bunch like a, a bunch like a, just a bunch of little kids with telekinetic powers in like a, I don't know, uh, maybe like a, an insane asylum or something, uh, someplace to keep troubled youth, perhaps, and they use their telekinetic. An orphanage. Or is it? Is it supposed to be an orphanage? Yeah, I think so. Okay. the The feeling I got was sort of like because there was a bunch of tables. They were all sort of sitting at them doing things. I sort of got like a an asylum type vibe or uh, a mental institution. I guess asylum is sort of like really outdated, but that was kind of like the vibe I sort of got that they were going for, um, at least on my end. Well, anyway, these kids they use uh, their telekinetic powers to break free of the facility that they are in. According to Wikipedia, it is a federal facility. So, uh, where they, uh, after their escape, they then test their powers in an abandoned factory. Uh, but then, you know what, a couple of, a couple words down, Ben, it just, that it then says the orphanage from which the children escaped. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it, I think it's in, um, somewhere in, or descent in, in Paris. It, it looks very familiar. That's where I, when I went to university, I think it's somewhere around Meudon or somewhere like that. Yeah. It, it all looks really familiar. Saint-Philippe. Uh, that would be the name of the orphanage. Yes. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, they break out, they test their powers. And, uh, the final scene of the video, sh uh, shows the children combining their powers to make the sunset, which is pretty freaking cool, honestly. And then it ends with this horrifically creepy shot of like the, them being backlit kind of silhouetted and their eyes are all glowing. Uh, and it's uh, terrifying. Uh, they said <laughs> uh, they said that the video is a tribute to Akira Village of the Damned and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And this is part one 
of a trilogy. The story continues in the videos for Reunion and concludes in the music video for Wait. And I, re- I actually have never heard the Reunion song. I should probably go listen to it, but I, I have heard and liked Wait. Uh, so, yeah, I did not realize this was part of a trilogy uh, until I watched this video. But, yeah, I like the group and the song and the video, even though the children are creepy as shit. What did you think, Ben? <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, so... Uh, M83, not a band I particularly know much about. Um, I'm aware of their existence, and uh, occasionally you'd see um, Anthony Gonzalez appear in like some random stuff every now and again on French media. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that, like the kind of the main guy of M83. Um, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of born out of they they came into existence sort of towards the tail end of bands like Air. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, sort of uh, part of the same movement, I suppose, as um, uh, who am I talking about? Daft Punk, that's all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, the weird thing about them is that I was sort of flicking through their back catalogue, and as in just through uh, YouTube Music, and uh, there's loads of tracks in there that I recognise, and this one has been bugging me for ages where I recognised it from. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer was, it was um, part of, well, it was everywhere yeah. in the 2012 Olympics uh, coverage in London. Oh, yeah. Um, it was like absolutely everywhere. And it, it was driving me up the wall. <laughs> I couldn't remember where it was from. Um, but this track kind of stands out when I was flicking through them that this is, um, it, it's not like a massively different sound, but no. it, it, there's something. Um, maybe a bit more commercially savvy about it, perhaps, or or something that um, just you can see why this is a track that people um, will recognise. Um, and, and actually, if you look through what it's been used on, I mean, it's been used all over the place uh, in the Tons. UK and in the US. Um, and well, actually, well, this is where, interestingly enough, um, our contributor may well have uh, thought of this track before, because according to the Wikipedia's. In 2012, the song was used as a soundtrack for a campaign video of Julien Rochdet, uh, the president and uh, sorry, president of the Youth Electoral Support Committee of the Front National. Uh, Gonzalez objected to the song's usage in the video, <sighs> writing in a Facebook post that the Front National did not seek permission for him, uh, sorry, for, for from him for for use, and that M83 did not associate with any political parties. Um, so hmm. those who cast their mind back to previous episodes of this podcast will know this video could well have featured in uh, in one of our previous themed episodes. Yes. Um, and I'm quite pleased as well, I should say, that Gonzalez um, is not a fan of the Front National because they're a bunch of mean-spirited Nazi bastards. Um, <laughs> but there's nothing nice to say about them. No. Uh, obviously. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it. The video was, as I think you accurately said, creepy as shit. Yep. Um, it, again, it was bugging me slightly that I like a lot of it seemed familiar to me, and I should perhaps have been a better podcaster and looked it up. But um, it, it's all somewhere around the southern end of Paris, by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you can see the the influences that they cite. You can sort of vaguely see the um, the sort of close encounters thing in there, which. Wouldn't be surprising because obviously Francois Truffaut is um, something of a legend um, mm-hmm. in, uh, yeah. in his home country of France. Um, I, I suppose the Akira thing, yeah, I suppose. Key, I mean, yeah. A little bit. Uh, Village of the Damned, I think that's actually a bit of a stretch, but you can tell the bit that they're referring to. I yeah. mean, yeah. I would have gone I, with Children of the Corn personally. But, <laughs> uh, that awful, what's that awful bloody show on Netflix at the moment? Um <laughs> The, the, the like the sequel to a really good series, um, Haunting of Bly, Bly Manor, Manor, um, with the you know headlights eyes guy. Yes, um, this video <laughs> is better than the entire of that show. <sighs> uh, wow, that's a harsh review. The first season of that's great, but the the, the second season, the Bly Manor season, is garbage. Um, Elliot, piss off back to ET. Um, you're, you're <laughs> So many weird accents. Sorry, I feel like I've gone off on one. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. I think the backstory to M83 uh, I wasn't particularly familiar with, and I, I did have a, a brief flick through um, some of the stuff on here, and it's um, it's 
you know, that they're an interesting band and some very interesting influences. Mm-hmm. What I found really weird was that they, it's the people they've supported um, over the last decade. Notably, they were the support act for Kings of Leon um, yep. on the UK tour in 2008. And then the following year for the Killers uh, on the US tour, yep, which is weird. But then, rather more understandably, touring with Depeche Mode. That makes a lot more sense. One of those, I understand. The rest, Mm, a little strange, strange mix. Yeah, that would have been an odd gig, wouldn't it? It would have. Yeah, but no, I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, what it does do, of course, anyone who uses any subscription music service knows that as soon as you put... Um, any track I mean doing this show has messed with my uh, algorithm so <laughs> so badly mainly air supply um, that, oh uh, wow there's your shot got to throw it in uh, but yeah the, the consequence of it is that I now get like random tracks pop up um, <laughs> this will the M83 is a band that I will be happy when they pop up I think. yeah I mean Ben I continue to suggest that you just keep giving air supply a chance and eventually perhaps someday you will manage to make love out of nothing at all all uh, i'm saying is give air supply a chance it'll never catch on <laughs> um so let's do this crazy call back to et huh because you mm. just mentioned elliot being in blind manner uh <gasps> so gonzalez talks about the single uh, the artwork for the single from midnight city uh, in which he describes it's meant to reflect the fascination uh, that a kid may experience while watching a fantasy mystery or science fiction film. He described the singles cover as a crazy looking alien, a sort of mix of owls and E.T. and science fiction and fantasy movies like The Neverending Story. Uh, so there we, we've we've tied it in. And I'm I was looking through the the usage in media and this song has been used in like every like we mentioned the the Olympics. Uh, I mentioned its use in um, Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, but it's also been in everything from like Victoria's Secrets commercials to Gucci commercials. It was used in Katy Perry's fucking documentary about herself. <laughs> yes, I don't know how we missed that. Katy Perry, part of me, twenty twelve. I, I presume. I mean, you and Glenn covered that in the show, right? Uh- <laughs> I think we may have. I don't know. Uh, It was featured in the pilot episode of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, The song was also used in the soundtrack of the Dutch TV movie Boys. Uh, It was in the briefly featured in the movie 22 Jump Street. It's been used in a commercial for the Nissan Sentra. Uh, it was a, in Warm Bodies. That's the only one I remember. Yeah, uh, it's appeared in the Disney Channel sitcom Live and Maddie. Uh, it's ah. just so crazy. Uh, the song has been used in several sports broadcasts. Oh, it's in Black Mirror, apparently, as well. It's appeared in Black Mirror. The, the San Junipero episode, which is a Actually, great episode. I was about to say, now I read that, I remember it being in it. Huh. Yes. Who knew? So crazy. Um, well, anyway, I like the track. I like the album. I like the music video, despite being creeped out by it. Uh, mm. Still enjoyable. But you know what? It is the season, Ben, to be a little creeped out by things. Isn't it? Uh, really, the, the whole year sort of has been uh, just tis the season to be creeped out by things. Maybe the last four years, even, one could make an argument for. And, and the next five, no doubt. <laughs> Quite yeah. possibly. Maybe we could just be living not in a never-ending story, but in a never-ending nightmare. And on, uh, on that happy note, we'll come right back with Ben's pick to close out the show right after this. Me and you, and you and me, no matter how they toss the dice, Something's gone wrong in the happy-go-lucky world of Nintendo. Introducing Super Smash Brothers, where all your favorite characters go toe-to-toe in one four-player star-studded slam fest only on Nintendo 64. Open sesame. (laughs) Hey, Joe, we're down to the last Butterfinger. The last Butterfinger! Get a crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery burst in every bite of Butterfinger. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. 
So the last one this week, uh, probably staying slightly on the creepy theme, depending on how you view dear old Annie Lennox. <laughs> yes. Um, walking on Broken Glass uh, from 1992. Uh, yes. This is Annie Lennox rather than Eurythmics uh, before anyone writes in incorrectly. Yeah. Um, so this is a video which is pretty shamelessly based on Dangerous Liaisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much. Uh, it features um, John Malkovich. It features uh, House himself, Hugh, Hugh Laurie. Laurie. Yes. Yeah. Although he's very much like Cummers Prince George from um, Blackadder the uh, Third. <laughs> in fact, it looks like he's walked off the set of that straight into this video. Yeah. Um, it, it, it looks like it could have come from the BBC uh, HBO show. I think it's HBO. Or it's Hulu, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Harlots. If you're watching that at the moment, um, it, it's. Uh, it, it's just a lovely bit. This this is peak Annie Lennox in terms of her video era for me. Yes. So you had like the Dracula stuff and, and then this. Oh, the other way around. I forget which way around it was. Um, this is a video in which um, uh, Annie Lennox is um, wearing a standout uh, red dress that's a little eccentric, much like um, the, the dear Scottish lady herself. Yes. And um, she's in... Uh, sort of Regency looking period, 18th century, somewhere around there. Um, and she is uh, engaged at a, um, a salon evening, I suppose, and full of um, full of the great and the good and um, powdered wigs and the like. Yes. And she is um, uh, envious of, I, th- I don't know whether they're supposed to, maybe it's an engagement party or something mm-hmm. uh, of Malkovich and his either wife or wife That's to be or whatever. That's not the vibe I got, yeah. Yeah, and she's, she's channeling full-on Debbie Harry, I want that man. Um, cool. <laughs> and so she spends the entire time trying to get his attention, um, bored out of her mind by um, poor, old, uh, poor old Hugh Laurie, uh, and eventually she shunts Malkovich's wife out of the way and um, starts to, I can only describe it as, well, kind of sexually assault him mostly. Um, and that, <laughs> well, that doesn't go down yeah. well for him. Um, she's getting gradually more and more pissed up on champagne. And um, then she yeah, she makes a move for Malkovich and that doesn't go well. Although then rather weirdly, because this is the twist to the video, yes. I feel like there needs to be more exposition between one scene and the other here, is Malkovich is disgusted and walks off. Mm-hmm. And she's having her um, dramatic peak of the song uh, about how, you know, that's that's the end of it, and clearly he doesn't really want her. Yeah, and she's been she made a fool goes, of. Absolutely, and she flies out of the door um, into the arms of Malkovich. Yes. So maybe it's all a ruse that he's also as bored of his missus, and it needed to look good for the crowd that were there. Yes. And so they eloped together, mm-hmm. and that is what happened. This video is is opulent. Um, Yo, that is, is a good word. Yeah, and and I will say this. So 1992, I was 12 years of age, if you can imagine such a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very into Annie Lennox, Aneurythmics actually, in, in sort of late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And this was, I, I'm pretty certain this was the first track of hers, uh, her solo stuff anyway, that I bought like immediately on hearing it. I ran into... This one for the British listeners into WH Smiths and paid 99 pence for a seven inch vinyl single. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was, I oh, played it a billion times. The I memories. loved it when it was on the radio. Yes. Um, it was, it was weird actually because it, it didn't end up as a number one anywhere in the world except Canada. That's um, really weird. Yeah, I think like the peak it managed uh, in the UK or Ireland was like eight or somewhere around then. Uh, in the US, I think it reached eight as well, rather weirdly. Crazy, um, right? And it is crazy because when you look at, because like occasionally when doing prep for the show, I'll go back and look what, what people were writing about it at the time. And it's a bit hard for 92 because we had internets, but only bloody just. Um, and y- you look back at what people were saying and people were saying it, it was, um, you know, it was just immediately a classic it was instantaneously a a perfect pop record with um distinctive vocals i mean annie lennox is has an unmistakable not just um vocal style um but but everything about 
the tenor of the way she writes, everything about, I mean, she writes so perfectly for her own voice, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but there are lots of songwriters who can't write for their own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at you, Kathy Dennis. Uh, the, the, there's, you know, there's so much about this track that sounds um, like it, like you've known it forever. Um, that, uh, I mean, if, but there are people who say, yeah, that's because it sounds a bit like right by your side, by your rhythmics, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Fuck the, you. You don't count. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. You're just wrong. Um, I just, I just love everything about it. And I find it really weird that it wasn't a much bigger commercial success. I, I mean, o- over time it has been, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's not a Lennox song that hasn't, yeah. you know, gone multi, 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 multi platinum. Sure. Um, I think when such things were um under the old system for the bpi i think in the uk it got a silver certification which is only like i think two hundred thousand sales but yeah um now uh it is vastly beyond mm. that um but there are also some cracking other versions of it as well there's a really great acoustic version of it somewhere that i couldn't find in time to do the show uh, but yeah so but the video is just this beautiful melodrama kind yes. of ridiculous over the top it's so i find this incredibly joyful mm-hmm. and her performance in it I, I just wish Annie Lennox was in more stuff as a as an actress I mean in I, general I yeah Harlots. yeah I mean mentioned Harlots just now I mean that's that show's got a pretty solid cast anyway you got, got I mean I think Liv Tyler is just fucking brilliant in it mm-hmm. um, but then um, you you could imagine her this character in fact that would be such a great like fourth wall thing wouldn't it to slide her character from this into that would be glorious um but yeah i i just was reaching for a video this week that that just gave me a big grin that i i just was passionate about and for me this and in fact the whole album diva is is just superb uh yeah i didn't realize at first that Annie, I guess I should have, because it totally makes sense that Annie Lennox had sort of a Tom Petty thing going on. I always think of Annie Lennox as the Eurythmics, but mm-hmm. she did her own thing on her own, like as Tom Petty did. It wasn't always Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, yeah. He would have his own um, single albums and things like that. Uh, and and to be fair, it was never, I, for some reason, I just associate Annie Lennox and the Eurythmics as like, I, d- I don't separate them. It's, it's weird. Like mm-hmm. I was, I mentioned the Tom Petty thing, like the other band that he is in is called Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. So <laughs> like when, like when he does his solo thing, it's just like nap left the heartbreakers at home. For some reason, I thought the same thing about Annie Lennox. Like they may as well have been Annie, Annie Lennox and the Eurythmics, but they weren't, they were just the Eurythmics. Oh, no. Although is that because, um, there's a lot of Annie Lennox songs that perhaps you think of as being Eurythmic songs. Yes, they, like this you know, song, for example. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm guessing you would have presumed this was a Eurythmic song then, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it totally makes sense. Uh, the first thing, when you said, you know, she's eccentric, immediately <laughs> uh, the first image that popped into my mind was the uh, something we talked about before on this podcast, the the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. Oh, yeah. There is nobody who stood out quite like Annie Lennox on that concert uh, because she performed with David Bowie. They did Under Pressure and the outfit she chose to wear, uh, chose to wear for this uh, performance. This uh, I want to say maybe is like hints of like the, the black swan, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, just a ridiculously huge black gown, just gigantic and like ghost white chalky face with like raccoon swirls around the eyes like i i'm not sure what she was going for she practically made out with david bowie at the end of that song it's a tremendous performance and i love it but yeah i think that may have actually been my first real exposure to her like in a live setting and i'm like wow she stands out like i never forgot that uh and yes uh her eccentricities uh, were on display, perhaps maybe a little more subdued than that performance in this video. But uh, I mean, you kind of stole the word, Ben, when you said opulent, because was this ever? And what a what what a supporting cast for a music <laughs> video! Like you got John Melk and uh, you got Melkovich, you've got Hugh Laurie. I love mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie so much. I mean, obviously this was pre house, but. Um, this was probably before he had much exposure in the United States at all. 
Although he was, well, yeah, House started in 2004, but Hugh Laurie was um, was very, very well, pro- arguably in many ways, unless you watch House in the UK, people yeah. think Hugh Laurie disappeared yes. um, on television over, over here. Yeah, the, th- um, the thing with uh, Stephen Fry, right? I think. Well, well, Blackadder um, 2 and 3, so Blackadder 2 was in 1986. Mm-hmm. Blackadder the 3rd, which is the one that his costume clearly is taken directly from, was 1987. <laughs> uh, he was hey, don't worry, I've got something in my closet. I can just wear it to the set. Pretty pretty much. I mean, he was in Blackadder Goes 4th in 89. Um, he was doing New Statesman. Uh, then Fry and Laurie started in 89 and ran until 95. So this was like peak um, Hugh Laurie, Hugh Hugh Laurie really yeah, yeah. Uh, he's tremendous uh, but yeah this song I remember the I don't remember the video as much that sort of slipped from memory until I've until I watched it again but it's a tremendous video and the storytelling uh, yeah. I mean other other than the kind of like uh, other than the kind of misdirection at the end which could have you confused but I mean I feel like you sort of headcanon filled it in a little bit like they're both sort yeah. of in on it and they needed to put on a show. Uh, and that really makes it wrapped up in a nice little bow. So that works. But the storytelling is tremendous. The camera work is great. The costumes are really good. Uh, and the song, I mean, I've, I've always known the song. I remember the song very vividly, even from back then. It got a yeah. lot of radio play here. Uh, I know you were mentioning its charting positions. Ben, it's the United States, so therefore we can't just have one. But this song has four different peak charting positions, depending uh. on the chart you want to look at. It peaked at number 14 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It peaked at number seven on the U.S. Alternative Airplay Billboard chart. On the Billboard U.S. Contemporary chart, it peaked at number six. And on the Billboard U.S. Mainstream Top 40, it peaked at number three. Ah, that's more like it. So there you go. Uh, No lower than 14 on the Hot 100, but as high as number three on the Mainstream Top 40. I don't know why we need all of these fucking lists, Ben, but we have them. That's, That's a lot of lists, isn't it? It was. And Canada does have two lists. Uh, yeah, I think we've got more than one, but it's like in the UK, briefly, there was the ITV chart. But other than that, um, I think pretty much it's the UK top 40, the standard UK top 40, mm-hmm. unless I'm very much out of date. I don't know. Yes. Uh, I guess these days it's the iTunes fucking top 40, isn't it? Whatever. Yeah. And you're right about it uh, being certified silver in the UK uh, as well. But yeah, the uh, this is definitely a song that is that has stuck with me. I mean, I, I'm not as huge into Annie Lennox as obviously a 12 or 13 year old Ben was uh, <laughs> back when the song came out. I, I really only have the two Annie Lennox songs in my mind. And really one of them is also a Eurythmic song clearly. Cause it's uh, sweet, dreams. sweet dreams are made of this. Yeah. Do uh, you not remember love song for a vampire? I don't. Oh. Are you recommending I go look now? Have I broken your heart? I don't want to do that. Well, do you know what? I'm, Oh, edit this out because that may well be my private Halloween party. <laughs> well, you know what, Ben? Uh, I'm way too lazy to do that sort of work. So that could be a spoiler for next yeah, week if you be. don't want to know. Oops. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You know what? If you do, I think that's the first time we would go back to back on an artist uh, on a podcast. I don't think it's ever been done before. Uh, so, yeah. And... And I didn't pick Bye 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 or uh, Backstreet's Back, which uh, Backstreet's Back could also be. Uh, mm, that's true, yeah. Could definitely fit into the private Halloween party, at least in terms of music videos. No, it is. Uh, I went with something marginally more on brand for myself, but I'm excited uh, regardless <laughs> to do that episode. And hopefully we get some good submissions um, as well. Uh I mean, I both of those songs you mentioned from the '90s boy bands are have already been submitted prior to prior to this. So, I really, if I don't get a good one, I will pick one of those. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping for I'm hoping for something new and fresh, or somebody who's got this theme on their mind. I feel um, like we're probably not going to do um, this is Halloween. I feel like we're probably <laughs> also not going to do the Monster Mash. No. Uh, I do have one in my mind, which is almost as corny as those but we'll see we'll see <laughs> oh man well i'm, <laughs> I'm excited uh we we I shall think. see indeed 
um all right uh everybody uh all of the music videos that we talked about this week uh they're going to be linked in the show notes for your viewing pleasure they'll also be added to the youtube playlist which is also linked in the show notes as well as the spotify playlist which has all of the music uh if you just want to listen to it uh that way no videos needed sort of defeats the purpose of this podcast but hey you do you uh that's why we put the link in there uh and also uh uh Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Oh, you know what? We should also mention, uh, if you want to contribute, if you have an idea for this, uh, this your own private uh, Halloween party theme we're doing, uh, cinemageekly on socials, cinemageekly at gmail.com is the email address. You can also find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are made available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Pod Jockeys. Hit subscribe. We're everywhere. We're everywhere, yeah. Or we're already getting spooky, Ben. Uh, is that the spooky voice or, uh, has no, that, no. or is that just what the cough has rendered your voice to? It's, it's literally that, yeah. <laughs> down down to an eerie whisper uh, is Ben. Uh, so good luck with your case then, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> have fun with that. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> that is it. for. I forgot to pitch to the end. We should probably do that, huh? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that is it for this week. Come back next week. We'll be uh, right back with three more music videos. Very spooky, Ben. Your own personal Halloween party on another episode of Pod Jockeys. <laughs> <laughs>